Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And welcome back. 203-333-9422. Joining us, Marissa Gillette from Pura. Hi, Marissa. Welcome. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I feel like I haven't spoken to you in a long while. I mean, it just feels like I know, like a long I'm while. sorry about that. No, 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 no worries. It's just always a busy and bustling time. Pura stands for the Public Utility Regulatory Authority. Marissa Gillette is a lawyer and she is the chairwoman of the Pura Authority in which I believe there are three people that sit. I think there could be more, right? But three people are occupying it right now, right? I think That's that, correct. Yeah. There, there's technically five, five board positions, but there are three of us right now. There are three of you right now. And you had a win this year, this week. I understand the Connecticut Supreme Court. Tell us about that. What happened? Sure. So um, there are there have been a number of court cases since I've taken over. Um, and one of them had finally worked its way up to the Connecticut Supreme Court. Uh, it was a, a case involving a natural gas peaker plant, which is a type of generating plant located in Connecticut, uh, jointly owned by the United illuminating company and and another private entity and they have to come in every year and ask for what's called a revenue requirement review from pura and um, my staff and i uh, uncovered um, one of the first years i was here that they were um, inflating uh, the revenue requirement uh, inappropriately Um, so we disallowed that revenue and um, they have appealed it Uh, we won at the superior court the lower level and then it worked its way up to the supreme court and they have upheld us on all counts. So we are quite excited. It's a big win for um, not just us, but for ratepayers. It saves ratepayers uh, several million dollars a year, and this is a 30-year-long contract. So um, we're quite pleased with the win. And I was a little confused about this because the name of the of the person, uh, the name of the entity, it wasn't Eversource or United Illuminating. It wasn't an entity that I was particularly familiar with. Who is this entity? What does it do? 
Yeah, the plant is called Gen Con, um, and it is you know one of those LLCs that is a, a private um, venture between the United Illuminating Company and another entity. And oh. folks may be confused because you think, well, we uh, if you've been following our conversations for a while, you may be thinking, well, didn't Connecticut deregulate the supply industry in Connecticut? So that the utilities can no longer own um, generation, and they did um, in the late 90s. Uh, but there was a specific uh, legislative carve out um, uh, about a decade ago that uh, allowed some ownership interests in um, these natural gas peaker plants. So this is United Illuminating, even though it says GenCon. Yes, United Illuminating oh. is a um, it's a joint venture between them and another entity. Okay, so and. And is the way that you interpret this, does this allow you to set rate policy the way you thought you could? Is that what the Supreme Court is affirming? They are affirming it in, in this instance, and it certainly has a lot of precedent that carries over into our other uh, rate case endeavors. Um, this one was specific to something called a capital structure, which is essentially uh, the proportion of debt and equity that a company um, holds and how that is uh, carried over into rate making. So it definitely affirmed um, Pura's application. Importantly, it said that uh, we could continue to apply scrutiny year that we're not bound to um, past mistakes because that was one of the the opponent's arguments was that past Pura had allowed this um, to happen and so um, Pura under my leadership was not their argument was we were not allowed to uh, revisit and correct their error, that essentially ratepayers had to suffer for um, the error for the rest of the contract life, and the, the courts did not accept that argument. So um, it does have important uh, carryovers into the rest of the way we regulate. And it definitely said that you relied on an abundance of evidence in making your decision. That was basically sure their does. criteria. If they had found that you were capricious or arbitrary, they would have overturned Pura, but they found instead that you had a lot of evidence. Now, I've got a question about that, Marissa Gillette, and, and this, is a, mm-hmm. this is something that came up, I remember, when I was on zoning boards. And the problem is that you only have, like, the people in front of you. And yes. and so a lot of times it's sort of like a very one-sided thing that you're presiding over. And in many cases, I'll just bring this down to land use boards. Let's say they have a developer and the developer wants to build a big building. Unless the community is willing to hire lawyers and spend a lot of money from their own pockets to counterbalance the evidence that comes against them, even though they intuitively may challenge or question the evidence that's being put in front of them, without having other evidence, sometimes it's very hard for them to make an evidence-based decision to turn something down. And you yeah, are so right. <laughs> no, I'm just going to say you're hitting the nail on the head. And it's been one of the things that I've been out in the community talking about through our Pure 101 roadshow over the past uh, couple of years. And I, I really tried to break it down to the example of saying, look, Pura has to make decisions on the evidence in front of it. And it doesn't if, say, let's, it, let's just pretend we are adjudicating what color the sky is. Mm-hmm. You and I know the sky is blue. But if everyone in front of us is 
arguing that it's green or orange or purple unless I have substantial evidence in the record to make a decision finding that the sky is blue. I can't make that decision. And so the great news here is that the legislature actually acted last session in 2023. Um, it passed sweeping legislation that um, you and I have talked about before, but the one piece we haven't touched on um, a lot today is the creation of a stakeholder compensation program, which is uh, attempting to overcome the barrier you were just identifying. And it, we just finished designing the program uh, in January. So we're waiting for the first um, folks to use it, but it is a program designed to overcome the barrier you just identified by providing compensation of up to 100 hundred thousand dollars per proceeding for representatives of a financial hardship or low-income community uh, environmental justice small business essentially we're trying to inspire groups of stakeholders um, who don't have the resources to intervene um, to be able to leverage this program to hire expert witnesses that's amazing exactly so we're waiting for the first um, entity to take advantage of this program but we're really excited about it you need to write an op-ed about it and that needs to get published in every newspaper so then everybody will know about it. That is an extraordinary thing that you're telling me about. You're telling me, so let's just say this again. What you're saying is, let's say uh, there is a rate case uh, in front of Pura and People, generally speaking, know that they object and they think the utility company is exaggerating or not presenting the whole picture or whatever it is. But they're like, ouch, I can't even afford a retainer of a local attorney to represent me, even if I could be an intervener. You're saying that now attorneys will know that if they have the proper clients and they can make a decent argument, that they can get up to $100,000 to help fund the case in front of Pura? Absolutely. That is exactly what I'm saying. And we have a website, uh, a page on our website um, dedicated to this. We have a frequently asked questions page, and I'd love to get it over to you so you can share it with your listeners. Go ahead. Um, but that is exactly what we're, we're saying. And it, the program has funding up to $1.2 million per year. Okay. And this can be anything from a rate case to, you know, we look at um, some of our grid modernization programs each year. So it can be any type of case that's pending before. Can it be a case that looks at the fact that as part of an application, Eversource said it needed to cut trees on 4,700 miles of Connecticut roads? It sure can if there is a proceeding pending before Pura that involves a regulated electric, gas, or water utility, then uh, an entity that meets the eligibility criteria can uh, file paperwork to receive this compensation. Would an entity that met eligibility requirement, would that be something that might be a local land trust or nature association or a Sierra Club, something where their charter is all about conservation? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes, the um, the criteria are uh, really we try to boil it down to terms that are already defined in statute. So the terms are environmental justice, which is a defined term in the statutes, um, and financial hardship, which is uh, essentially low income. So if you're representing uh, customers who have um, those interests or criteria, uh, or small business communities, those are essentially the three buckets of customers that um, can be represented. And, and participate in this program. That's unbelievable, Marissa Chalette. I, I am, I'm, I just feel like I have to stop the show and let everybody know. That's an <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, that's an incredible tool. Was this your brainchild? I've never heard of a state helping people to do this. It, it, it really has the potential to equalize the playing field in a meaningful way. It does. So uh, the, I'm actually in D.C. right now for a national conference, and one of the benefits of coming and talking to fellow regulators is that you're exposed to ideas like this one. And there are about a dozen states at this point that have laws on the book that would authorize programs like this. Um, but no state, to my knowledge, has taken it as far as we have and actually designed and, and released the, the materials. Um, so I think like the state of Washington has a comparable program. It really originated from um, a program in California in the 80s that they had around insurance interveners. Uh, so we're trying to leverage it now in the energy space. I, I really, I hope that people are listening and I hope that it is filtering down and I hope that people are going to get wind of it. Right, that's my pun for the day. Um, <laughs> so that they can uh, go ahead and organize because there's so much frustration all the time. You know, there really is. Uh, so this is called the Stakeholder Compensation Program. I wonder if it's something that other towns and communities will emulate when it comes to builders, you know, <laughs> because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, people are always accused of nimby, schmimby, but they, they argue to say, well, it's not just my backyard. It's the backyard of our whole community right it's the same it's mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's amazing now yes. now, now what about and i know we've addressed this and you've answered it but i'm still going to keep asking so <laughs> the monopole controversy which is right now has been a siding council controversy and is making uh, its way through the siding council is there mm-hmm. uh, number one is the stakeholder compensation program available for people who want to fight a siding council case Oh, interesting. So the siting council, um, for, for your listeners that aren't aware, is a separate entity from Pura, and mm-hmm. it has, um, I think, nine designees on it uh, representing different interests. Uh, I do have a designee on that uh, siting council. Um, currently, the stakeholder group compensation program is within Pura's uh, jurisdiction, so um, it's uh, it funds uh, intervention in our docket, so it does not currently exist for the siting council. Um, but certainly would be an interesting application. Um, that that case that you're referring to, I think, might have uh, recently gone for a final um, vote. That might be r- 
wrapping up before the siting council. Um, although I the siting council, um, no, the siting council made a decision. They made a decision mm-hmm. to to move the monopoles to the north from the original application of the south, and we've been following that. But I was wondering because there is so much um, because it is United Illuminating. I was wondering mm-hmm. if there was any way that any portion of the application was going to be put in front of Pura. You know, um, I get that question so much. Uh, Unfortunately, no. In our state, and this kind of ties back to the deregulation we were um, talking about a few minutes ago, uh, Pura no longer has jurisdiction over um, things of that nature uh, where we would have historically maybe planned, um, done the planning and approvals for um, generation transmission. That lies at the siting council only. Uh, So once once it exits the siting council, um, that that's pretty much it for uh, state jurisdiction. Um, you know, they might have local permits or other things, but um, it does not land back in front of uh, Pura for any substantive review. Okay. Well, this is amazing, Marissa. So you're Marissa Gillette, chairwoman of Pura. So you're in Washington, D.C. right now for a conference. What's the conference about? Uh, our national um, association, so uh, regulators, every state has its own version of Pura. They're often called public utility commissions, public service commissions. We all get together, um, uh, you know, in, in D.C., typically at the end of February, to trade best practices with each other. And it's actually the location where I first was uh, taught about the stakeholder group compensation program from, from another state. So I always like to come to this conference and um, pick up new ideas about how things are done elsewhere in the country. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And how's your family? How's everybody? Oh, they're fantastic. And I heard you have a new addition to your family. I do. I have my beautiful little Abela. Thank you. In fact, this is my last day on the air until March 18th. I am disappearing into grandmotherdom for a while with hands oh, in. And I'm very excited <laughs> about it. And my daughter, uh, I'm, I'm, I honestly feel, Marissa, very blessed that my daughter and son-in-law want me to stay with them for so long. I don't think it's obvious by any means. And I'm very grateful for it, to tell you the truth. You know, I, I hear that. My parents are uh, hands-on, and my kids benefit so much from having them in their lives. So uh, I love to hear it. I hope you enjoy every minute of it. Uh, my mom tells me being a grandma is much better than being a mother. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fun and no responsibility, right? That's what it is. That's what they say. It's all fun and no But you know what I think it is? I think it is... Um, And I will just say this. I just think that you acquire a certain wisdom, equanimity, um, a less anxiousness because you've seen the movie before. So everything (laughs) that is new and nerve wracking and wonderful, all of it, is just a little bit different when you're a grandmother because because you've seen that movie before and you know that it's all going to come out okay. You know that. Your kids don't know that. Right. And I didn't know that as a young mother. But as a grandmother, I know that it's all going to come out okay. And that 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 brings that colors the entire experience. It has a different color. 
Well, I hope you enjoy every minute of it. This is your first, right? My first, first, first. The first on both sides. First grandchild on Joanna's side and on Yotam's side and on my parents as a first great-grandchild. This is the first of the generation. So, And she will know that. She will know that. Yes, she will. As she should. As she should. As she should. should. Well, thank you, Marissa. Thank you for mentioning it. Safe travels home. Thank you so much for telling us about this stakeholder compensation program. Which you can find under Frequently Asked Questions if you go on the Pura.gov. Is it Pura.gov website? P U R A.gov? It is. Yeah. It is. And we will get you the exact link for um, the program to include in your weekly newsletter, which I always make sure to tune into. I appreciate that too. Thank you so much, Marissa Gillette, Chairwoman of Pura, joining us once a month on the Lisa Wexler Show. You be well. Take care. You too. Bye. We're going to be right back with Wayne Winston in the studio with us. Coming right up. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.